Welcome to the One Meal, One Workout Podcast, your new approach to food and fitness. Brought to you by Element OP Productions. ElementOP.com. And now, here are your hosts, Aaron Butler, Don Sullivan, and Mark Cockrell. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to episode 77 of One Meal, One Workout. We're happy to have you here today. I have with me my host, co-hosts, Don Cockrell and Mark Sullivan. <laughs> I totally missed your names up. How's that possible, McBryant? Uh, Mark Cockrell and Don Sullivan. Um, gentlemen, how's your evening going? Let's get ready to podcast! That's how you started off, so I was just filling right. in there. Perfect. Doing well. Awesome. Yes. I love the understatedness that, yeah. that follows the overstatedness. Yeah, that's uh there's a there's a show that recently just ended called uh King of the Nerds. Yeah, I didn't see any of that. It was it was it was fine. It, it was it was it was entertaining. And, uh, it was acceptable. It wasn't life changing or anything. <laughs> it was better than The Bachelor, I'm sure. Not that I've watched that. That's a very low bar. Fifteen seasons, but it it was good. But uh, you know, it had Booger and and the other guy from Ring of the Nerds were the hosts. And uh and the Booger was the main MC and uh the other guy was mostly there just to uh to go like that at jokes. Um, well, what was his name? Was it Wilbur? Uh, got, uh, clap your hands, everybody. Everybody clap your hands. Land, 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 make a move. Gilbert. You've seen this a few times, huh? Yeah. So uh, anyway, they had the, the throne of games. I said the game of thrones. Nice. And so, and whoever wins this battle will sit atop the game, the throne of games. The loser will leave immediately. <laughs> That's what they do every time. You know, big dramatic music, and they would cut down. The loser will leave immediately. You are the anyway. weakest link. Goodbye. Exactly. So that was not related to anything that we're going to talk about tonight. Um, <clears throat> I just wanted to to mention real quick if i talk fast tonight and or, or and, and study a little bit like this because i had not one but two glasses of the black <laughs> blood of the earth today you may be wondering what is the black blood of the earth don are you wondering what that is or do you know um i can make some educated guesses but i know nothing for certain the black blood of the earth you have to say it like that or the b-b-o-t-e as the people on the inside say, not really. I'm the only one that says that, but they abbreviate it that way. Comes, there's I think it's pronounced Fun, Boboti. Boboti, okay. <laughs> Funranium Labs. Funranium Labs. Uh, and apparently, this genius physicist, physics major guy, figured out a way to vacuum extract everything that's good about coffee and leave everything that's evil in the thing that he extracts it from. So basically, he does some kind of cold-filtered vacuum extraction process that he'll, he has to kill you if he tells you about. Um, and it That's gives like you, the plot of Superman 3, isn't it? it I think uh, it everything is the plot that of evil, yeah. Uh, and it's a and liquid, then there's something about a computer virus that takes off the, the decimal places after the penny. Right. That's all I know. Right. It's black gold, Texas tea. <laughs> it's this black liquid coffee. Um, and what it does, this, this cold-filtering... Um, uh, vacuum extraction process what it does instead of roasting it the way they normally do it it uh well no they start with roasted beans first okay they well instead of doing whatever they normally do uh I, whatever this other process they, is it's not a hot water it. extraction they're not running hot water through it that's what it is they're not doing hot water through it it doesn't pull the acid out so you get the flavor and the acid and even more importantly which will explain my um chipmunk like speaking uh it, it extracts the caffeine even better than normal. So it's about 40 times as much caffeine as regular coffee. Wow. That was, that was four zero four. And, wh and what's the lethal dose of caffeine has to be up there somewhere. Uh, um, actually it's on the I'm website. I'm not dead yet. <laughs> uh, it's, oh, okay. It says that the lethal dose for the average man is uh, approximately 2000 milliliters per kilogram. Or roughly a hundred cups of coffee each. Uh, it, and, and this is forty cups of coffee. So drink three of these and you die. 
Is that what right. I'm hearing? Yeah, three of them at once. You reach the yeah the 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 lethal dose for the average. If you're if you're bigger or have a higher tolerance, it's less. But uh, yeah, the, he recommends not consuming more than a hundred mils per day just to be safe. Yeah, here's here's right off the FAQ. According to the back of the envelope, rough estimates, the caffeine was ca- was concentrated about forty times higher than normal drip coffee. So drink responsibly. I recommend consuming no more than 100 milliliters per day. And, so, and you uh, might ask, how come they don't know how much caffeine it is? When they tried to measure it, it broke the machine. Yes. Brilliant. And um, the nice thing about it is it is so super smooth because there's no acid. That is not, that's, it's not as strong. Um, and acid's also the thing that etches and stains your teeth, apparently. So... That's good. So it doesn't. This coffee doesn't stain your teeth. As, as one, your teeth one of the bad. taglines is, "It tastes like coffee smells." <laughs> I, I'm one of those people now, who many times have said, "If only coffee tasted like it smells," because it smells so good and it tastes tastes so bad. This stuff does. I'm not a coffee lover, but I really enjoy this stuff. Yeah. So this is this is actually a gift from Mark to me for my birthday because he knows I like coffee, and uh, and I'll tell you. It's some good stuff, and I'll also tell you that it's some, um, in like in a, a drug seeker sense, it's some good stuff. <laughs> uh, it, it'll make you bounce off the walls if you're not careful. Uh, it'll, it'll make your leg bounce up and down, talk real fast. And, um, it's it's long since worn off. I'm not really jittery from it or anything like that. I've yet to have my heart hasn't raced, and I haven't seen double vision or anything. But called the Black Blood of the Earth. Uh, try it out. It'd be nothing else, if nothing else to be a a fun gift to give a coffee lover in your family. And if you're a gourmet coffee person, um, it's really not that expensive. If you're a, a Folgers person, it's pretty darn expensive. The yeah. The syrup works out. You buy the bottle. You mix it with water. It ends up being about a buck and a half per cup of coffee. Cheaper than four bucks. I mean, right. Starbucks. So. A little, little more than your K-cup from Keurig. Right. But, but not less as much than, as Ventis, whatever. Yeah. So, Mark, tell me about Alton Brown's anecdotal study on diet drinks. I just found this fascinating. Yeah, we were talking about it before we started the show. I was listening to an old episode of the Nerdist podcast. Um, Good podcast if you um, have a a good language filter. Um, I I delete probably a third of the episodes that come through just because I can't handle it. But anyway, this guy gets uh, awesome guests on. And one of his Depending guests, on the guest. Yeah. <laughs> the guest determines the, the different, how, how colorful he gets with his adjectives. Right. Yeah. <laughs> or um, how creative, I should say. So one of his guests back in like August was Alton Brown. And Alton Brown, if you don't know, is on the Food Network. Uh, uh, claim to fame was a show called Good Eats. And he was talking Genius. about how he lost 50 pounds. And, you know, when you're a, a 175, 180-pound guy losing 50 pounds, that's a big deal, you know. Um, Alton Brown is not a big man. He's on the small size side. So I'm going to say he probably not got, never got over like 210. But for him, he was a little chunky. So he lost 50 pounds. Anyway, he was talking about the only way he was ever to make it stick was to just tell himself there are certain things I will, I cannot have ever again. Like like Aaron is fond of saying, you're dead to me. Um, you said uh, in your, yeah, many times you've said you declared war on white food, right? No sugar, no rice, no white food. Um, Alton Brown list says white foods are evil. Uh, that's the same thing. But anyway, <laughs> one of the things he oh, said- Food racist. Yeah, food racist, yeah. One of the things he said is, um, and it's totally unscientific, it's just for him, but it was an interesting thing that made me think, is that he had to stop eating- uh, sweetened drink, uh, artificially sweetened drinks, Diet Coke was what he mentioned specifically, and using sugar substitutes because having sweet things made him crave sweet things. It was He said he referred to it as like programming your body. So he, would, he was the kind of guy who'd drink two or three Diet Cokes in a day. So that works out to be one every three to four hours. And so if you're consuming something sweet, even if it's artificially sweet, every three to four hours – you know, it's not so much body chemistry, but at this point, it's just plain old Skinnerian operant conditioning. You're training yourself to want something sweet every three or four hours. So then you're you're at a party, or you know you're out somewhere at a restaurant. You don't have the diet coke, 
and so you have a cheesecake instead, or you're sitting up waiting. I've I've had this experience many times. I'm I'm not hungry at all. It's ten o'clock at night. I don't need to eat, and I'll just think, I need something sweet. You know, it's that classic craving. I I, I want. I need it. I have to go have something. And I wonder if it's because I'm programming myself mm-hmm. by having this little snack here and this little thing there, and the calories never add up to be that much because I'm I'm very careful about that. Um, you know, recently anyway. Uh, and, and oftentimes the sweet things I have are, you know, artificially sweetened, but I wonder if I'm not programming myself to want sweet. That's very interesting. You know, and I find that when I'm on the juice, as I call it, uh, I want the juice. Right. When I quit drinking, you know, those of you that listen, have been listening for a long time know that, uh, as one of my goals for last year, I quit drinking diet drinks and I did, I didn't drink them for two or three months at all. Didn't drink a single one. And then I decided I was going to drink them again, just like that smoker that goes back. I don't know, not, nothing like that actually. But uh, and it didn't take long for my I was going to let myself do one a day, became two a day, became three a day, you know. And now I'm back to my regular two to four a day, depending on how busy of a day it is and how bored I am, or how much I'm sitting around the house, or things like that, or how available they are. If they're there, I'll drink them. Um, and so I, I'm thinking that's a good words of wisdom from Alton brown that i need to take and nothing else i can save myself some money it also ties into the black blood of the earth philip bruton the physicist who invented this stuff uh was a coffee he was he's a geek he's a physicist and a computer programmer classic proto geek uh overweight neck beard uh and he uh uh was his caffeine slash sugar buzz was cokes coca-cola and he drank them so much he blames that i'm sure there were other uh uh, factors, but he says that the cokes caused him to be a diabetic. So when he had to eliminate that, he wanted to find a good caffeine buzz without the sugar. So he, you know, put his multi PhD PhD brain behind the the idea to come up with something with a high caffeine uh, content that didn't require any sweetening. Um, and that's where the black butter. So these two stories intermingle. Wow, that was awesome. You know, and and I'm coming. I'm at a point right now guys just this is where i'm at i lost steadily for from june july june june july 2010 to june july 2011 for about a year and then i got hurt and i gained about 35 or 40 pounds back over the course of that holiday season when i didn't exercise at all was i wouldn't really say i was depressed but more of just a little bit of a defeatist attitude of ah Ah, you know, that kind of thing. Didn't exercise, continued to eat the way I was before, plus threw a little extra on for the holidays. And then I started exercising again. I lost 10, 15 of that back. And then I've just kind of stuck there. And what I found is some of the guidelines, some of the, what am I trying to say, decisions I was making before I've slipped on and it's simply because I want them. But the thing that I'm having to make the decision on is, you know, I don't think, maybe I'm wrong. I've never smoked a cigarette in my life. Um, but apparently, from what I've talked to people, once you get over the first gagging, choking, I'm going to throw up smoke of, of smoking a cigarette, it's apparently fairly pleasurable. <laughs> it's an enjoyable sensation, apparently. That's what people say. That's why they do it. Uh, it's relaxing. You know, They say it tastes good, makes you feel good, gives you a little buzz. I don't know. I, like I said, I've never smoked. We can, maybe we can get a smoker on the show to talk about it. Uh, but what happens, I'm seeing a parallel between that impulse and that, that uh, addiction to cigarettes and to the foods that I know with what I've learned through paleo and healthy eating and things over the last two years. Um, they're very similar. For example, uh, my mind knows that I should never, ever really probably ever eat a piece of cake again. Cake in general, most cake like birthday cake is what I'm talking about. It's bad for you. There's really not much redeeming about it. Yeah, there's an egg in there. There's an egg in a chicken's butt, too. We don't want to go eat that. Um, right. And <laughs> that if you're, if you're talking about a healthy cake, that's one you don't want to eat anyway. Right. So I'm saying that, that ice cream, that cream cheese icing on a birthday cake, uh, you know, it's just there's nothing good about it other than the flavor, you know. But I choose sometimes to still eat it. Actually, I don't eat birthday cake because kids blow the candles out of those. That's a whole different story. It's a different <laughs> podcast with a different, different panel of uh, specialists working with me. But, uh, so I'm having to, uh, 
That would get my me specialist right. deeming group therapy. Yes. Yes, exactly. Okay. I'm, I'm having to work through the place where I, I have to look at that piece of cake. And like Mark say, say you're dead to me. I have to look at that piece of cake and say, you know what? I know it's flavorful. I know I would enjoy it temporarily. But just because I'm an American <laughs> doesn't mean I always have to have instant gratification. And it isn't instant gratification like it isn't gratification like I worked really hard and I got my master's degree. This is a gratification with a price tag. And so I'm having to retrain my brain to uh to say no more times than I'm saying yes. And I and I've also realized that if I'm not careful, um, and maybe somebody out there identifies with this, I'm still an unconscious eater. Um, I'm not a subconscious eater. <laughs> That'd be fine if I was just if I just so thought every time about he goes eating. to sleep, he eats. Yeah. So, you know, if I walk up to a friend's desk at work and she's got a basket full of mini candy bars, there's really nothing wrong in the scheme of things of me eating one 40 calorie mini candy bar. Okay. Other than feeding that sweet tooth, it's really just empty calories. I really don't need it. I, it's in my mouth and gone before I even realize it. But other than that, there's nothing really wrong with me. me. There's no law that says I can't eat 40 calories worth of sugar. There's no diet that I'm on that says I can't eat it. So I've indulged myself on that a few times. Well, here's the problem. Because I'm an unconscious eater, while I'm standing there discussing the issue with her, I'll eat five of them. <laughs> Hand to mouth, not even thinking about it. I'll grab one, I'll open it, I'll put it in my mouth, and it's gone. Bam! Like that, because I'm also the world's fastest eater, if you didn't know that. And then, before the person can answer my question, or while they're answering my question, I'll grab another one, not, e not even consciously making the decision, and eat it. And then, bam, another one, another one. And I'll do that. That's 250 calories. And if I do that twice a day, that's my entire calorie deficit. So I have to be on guard for, you know, it's like the alcoholic, you know, that doesn't want to go to the bar and sit down at the bar just because he might want to grab a beer or whatever. I'm, again, I'm making it up. I've, I've never been an alcoholic either. But um, I'm, I'm trying to put it in a, in a related to other addictions. Um, so I don't know. That's, that's kind of where I'm at because I'm not losing that pound, those few pounds back that I want to lose to get back to my quote-unquote fighting weight because I was five pounds away from my goal weight when I got hurt. Actually, I was four pounds away from my goal weight when I got hurt. Um, and now I'm more like 34 pounds away from my goal weight. And I've lost some through running and preparing for the marathon. You know, I've lost a few just because I've, my exercise went back up, way up for a while. Um, I'd say you probably I, also replaced a lot of those fat pounds with muscle pounds. Yeah, definitely. My legs are definitely, definitely much more uh, muscular than they were. But I can tell from around my waistline, the size of my waistline, that I'm not back to where I was. And so I'm having to make choices that are not always easy, even for somebody who's quote unquote been healthy for two and a half years now, almost three, uh, has maintained their body weight pretty much what it is right now for almost two years, give or take five or 10 pounds. I'm still having to make changes. So my point to all this story is. <clears throat> Like we always say on the show, this is this is this is a reality show. This is who we really are. We're not setting ourselves up to be experts or anything like that. All three of us are on a journey, and we're at our own spot on that journey at whatever given point of time. Um, but I'm just saying that for me, that's where I'm at. I'm I'm setting myself up right now to make those better decisions to try to swing that pendulum a little further in my favor. Um, through education, and encouragement, and just continuing to. to to work on it and think about it. I also know for me personally, I don't know if, you, if either you guys struggle with this. I don't really stress too much. I'm not a very, I'm not an anxious person, but I do have a lot of things that I'm responsible for. I have a wife, I have a son, I have a job, you know, uh, I have commitments and things like that. And the more of my bandwidth to use an overused term from 2012, I'm spending, you know, the less free bandwidth I have, the less I, I devote to myself and to my healthiness. And so what ends up happening is, I end up not making as good a decision simply because I'm not thinking about it as much. Does that make sense, Don, Mark? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You know, I, get dis I get distracted by life. It's not that I'm making excuses about not working out. I'm still working out. It's not that I'm trying to eat bad. I'm not making, I'm not making conscious decisions to eat bad. It really becomes just the opposite fact. I'm just not thinking about it as often. You know, uh, That first nine months or a year, I was so focused on, on this. And at the time, uh, Nathaniel wasn't in school yet. Didn't have nearly, he wasn't playing soccer. He wasn't in art. He wasn't in Cub Scouts. We didn't own a house. Uh, my job, I was one on a team of many. I wasn't a lead. I wasn't a manager. You know, life was simpler, and I was able to just focus on basically on me, you know, to some degree. Not to the exclusion of my family, but I was able to put more emphasis on myself. And so 
uh, it takes a certain amount of your brain's processing to stay focused on um, on on being healthy until it becomes a habit. Certain things I've gotten have become a habit. Those are sticking. They're good. Others I'm having to go back and revisit. I actually read an article that was talking about uh, make your hardest choices in the morning. So, Don, if for you exercising is the hard thing to do, then you should try to exercise in the morning because apparently – some some psychologists, psychiatrists, psychos of some type, they believe that uh, that your will gets worn out during the day. We've actually talked about this months ago on another podcast uh, episode about something similar. That in the morning your will is at its best, and then as the day goes on, you basically get mentally fatigued, and it gets harder to make the right choices. What do you guys think about that? Agree, disagree? Don't care. Yeah, I I think some of that is maybe in the morning. You're not not thinking, right? You're not prone to making poor judgments because you're not making any judgments, you know, uh, until you get that first cup of, of the black blood like of the earth, earth in you. Um, <laughs> you know, you can, you're on autopilot. And right. most, you know, I, I certainly see it every day when I drive to work. Most people are on autopilot, they're zombies driving to work. So if you get up and you go run, there's less of that back and forth. It's cold outside. I don't want to run. Your brain, you're not that awake yet. Right. I think you just wake up and, and act. Right. It, it's, it's more of a spinal cord response. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What do you think, Don? Um, you know, I've heard either way. So I don't know if it's uh, one of those things science says it's one way and, and then they turn off that's the other. You know, uh, eggs full of cholesterol and aren't bad for you and eggs are full of good cholesterol and you could eat more eggs. there's no way for me to tell but is he, is he that crackly to you too yeah yeah oh man You're crackly don crackly don can you move the mic close to your mouth maybe it sounds like a loose connection on the mic is it wired wireless it is uh the wireless mic that i've been using since yeah. mark sent it to me wiggle your chair back and forth a few times <laughs> Like this, kind of no. just move your chair back and forth. Chair back in. Let's do this. And then adjust better? your glasses a little bit. Let's see, try that now. Let me cough. Let me try and cough. Okay, how about now? Wait, you didn't turn your head before you coughed. Yeah, I yeah, think I did. you have to turn your head and cough. That's better, actually. I did. <laughs> it's actually better. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead, Don. So I don't yeah, so know. You're saying, it, so you're saying you don't know. What do you, what do you think, Don? I don't care what science says. I want to know what Don Sullivan says. Okay. Well, Don Sullivan says that um, whether eggs are good for you or bad for you, I don't care. Um, I have a child that is still not sleeping through the night, so I completely 100% <laughs> agree that it, you only have so much energy to spend in a day, and whether that energy is in getting up and exercising or just getting up and putting your cup in the sink. It doesn't matter. You know, you can, there's some right. very concrete and practical examples. You don't necessarily have to make it about, you know, something huge that, that you're going to change your life with. Everybody knows that feeling, um, of just not being able to, to go much further. You know that there's a limit there. So it just makes sense to me that these, these big grand scale ideas, um, or at least what seems like a big grand scale idea until you actually start to do it is, is going to wear on you. And I'm probably the world's worst example of that. I, I have analysis paralysis really bad. If something seems like it's going to be a huge deal, um, I will sit and think about it for longer than it will take me to do it a lot of times. Right. I've had that problem before with, with big projects at work where I'm just don't even know where to start. And so I usually start with lists. I'll start making lists of things I need to do. Then I can start doing the things in the list, and that moves me forward. But I don't know exactly what you mean. Uh, for me, it, it ends up being, you know, it's when it comes down to trying to make that decision. I think uh, for me, really, though, I think it's when it comes down to making that decision to try to make a better choice, I tend to make the better choice now. It's when I forget to make the choice that it's hard to make the right choice. Like my wife and I always joke about it. I say, honey, uh, if you remember um, – uh, if you remember, to th if you think about it, remind me to do such and such. She says, if I think about it, I will. And I said, well, if you don't think about it, you don't have to. You know, it's the, the running joke we have about that. I don't expect her to do anything that she doesn't remember to do. And, uh, and so it's the same kind of thing. If I forget, if I literally just don't think about eating healthy, if that's not something I have in front of my face, 
then um then I don't do it as often. So anyway, all right. Next topic. I know you guys don't have the show notes in front of you, but I, I do. I have them here on my desktop. Uh, if only there was some way to share those with us before the show. That'd be awesome. I could have if they weren't in a notepad <laughs> file. Untitled notepad that's never been saved. Uh, if, only, if I could jack into the matrix, you could see inside my brain and you would all be scared. So the marathon that you've been hearing about and 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 hearing about ever since Roger Wright was on the show is this Sunday. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Five days from now, 7 a.m. Eastern time. It's when the race will kick off, and me and uh, 11,000 other people will take off running down the street. Uh, a couple thousand in the marathon, about 9,000 in the half marathon. <clears throat> Apparently, it was the numbers from last year. We drove a little bit of the course this weekend, my wife and I, my son, just a little bit of it, just to kind of check it out. And uh, But I had some good news. I think I already told Mark and Don this was very exciting to me. People who have run this race talk about how hilly it is. I mean, I, watch, I train on hills, so I'm not... I'm not too scared of them, uh, but I was, you know, when I got friends that run marathons that say this course is hilly, I was like, eh, I don't really like that. That sounds kind of scary. So I, I pulled up the map, the course map from the marathon, and found that the elevation change was like 1,500 feet and some change, like 1,528 or something like that. And I was like, well, I wonder how what the elevation change, that was, that was the gain, that was the elevation gain, that's how many feet of hills I'll have to climb. Um, and I said, I wonder how many feet of hills I climbed in my 16-mile run. And I pulled it up, and it was almost 1,600 feet of climb. So I actually climbed more elevation in 16 miles than I'm going to have to climb in 26 miles. So I'm assuming that the climbs are going to be slightly less drastic. Unless there's like points. one K2 yeah. grade. Yeah, exactly. It's totally flat to mile four, and you go straight uphill for three miles. <laughs> Now, I'll look, there's, there's, there's a big hill around mile 11. And then, uh, other than that, it's pretty much up and down. So, uh, I'm, uh, that made me feel better. And I, for Sunday, Saturday was the first run I've had since I had my knee problem that I pretty much ran pain free and uh, had a good time, ran seven miles, felt good afterwards. <clears throat> so saying that to say, thank you. Thank you. Thank you to all those that sponsored me by donating to the American Cancer Society. You know who you are if you're hearing this podcast. Uh, I'm hopefully picking the t-shirts up on Thursday. Mail out your shirts to you on Saturday if I've got to mail them to you. If I know you and we'll see you maybe maybe around on Friday or something like that, I'll bring you your shirt to work. <clears throat> if I work with you or drop it by your house if you're a friend and live in the area. Uh, and then Sunday's the big race. And uh, if you go to Facebook um, and go to One Meal One Workout on Facebook, you can find me on there somewhere, probably, maybe. I'm not sure. I may always post as one meal workout, but my my actual real Facebook name is Aaron Butler. But it's this really strange Taliesin son thing, which is a whole other story, which I won't go into. Uh, it's it's he's the father of Merlin. So um, Taliesin is and Taliesin's son is Merlin. Then get it because it's Taliesin's son, and and trying to find a handle that nobody else ever used, and so that way I can use it on everything that I ever need. Anyway, long story short. Um, so if you go to facebook.com forward slash Taliesin son, I think that's what it is. Maybe it's erroneous findings. I can't remember. It may, I may be lying to you guys right here on the air. Let me check real fast. We if find out you on my just own Facebook search page. for Aaron Butler, you come up. There's a, there's a bunch of them. There's a bunch of Aaron Butlers, though. Okay. That's the problem. Facebook.com. Let's see. Let's see who I am. I'll take it all back. I'm erroneous findings. Forget the whole thing about Taliesin. Merlin's dead. Arthur killed him. Uh, so it's erroneous as a a r o n e o u s findings. If you go Thanks there, thanks for that spoiler, by the way. Yeah, he didn't really kill him. Uh, Morgan Lefay did. Um, so erroneous findings. That's my Facebook page, and I'm telling you that because if you're interested, if you are so inclined, Sunday morning, uh, the Georgia Marathon has um, a Facebook app that will post my splits to my Facebook page automatically so you can go to facebook.com forward slash erroneous findings and see my times as i'm running uh, or if you're crazy and you're just like super dedicated one meal one workout fan you can actually go to georgiamarathon.com and then go to the race tracking and you can search for aaron butler double a-r-o-n butler and um, get text messages sent to you or email sent to you with my splits if you're interested in doing that either way if you're at church on Sunday morning, if you're a church grower, say a little prayer for me because about 10 o'clock when probably most of y'all are going, 
that'll be about the time that I'm starting to get into that uh that 12, 14, 16 mile area that's going to be going to be the fun part. And I could use a few a few prayers Sunday morning. It's going to be a be a long morning, but it's going to be fun. I'm I'm actually really looking forward to it. I'm going to take uh, those little snack bags, you know, guys that. They're like this big, like I'm holding my hands up so if you're not looking at the live feed, like two inches tall. They're like Ziploc bags, but they're, they're like two inches tall and four inches wide, you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. That you put like 30 goldfish in for your kid. And I'm going to put three tablespoons of black blood, blood of the earth in, each, in them. And I'm going to put them in the lining of my pants. And every few, every few miles, I'm going to rip one of them off and bite the end of it off like a hand grenade and drink it. And then uh, that's how I'm going to sustain myself through this race is by caffeine overload. Yeah, and, and you're I'm, actually going to win that race if you're doing that. <laughs> I'm setting the new world record in an hour and 47 minutes. <laughs> no, I'm not really going to do that. But uh, yeah, so it's, it's, it's Sunday morning. Again, thanks to everybody that supported me, supported the American Cancer Society more importantly. Uh, the, the, the t-shirts are going to look really cool. Um, thanks so much to, uh, to everybody who's given me kind words and uh, all that kind of stuff. And I just want to give a special shout out to my friend Mark Cockrell here because Don, you don't know this probably, but Mark was gracious enough to put together a um, playlist for me. So I sent my, uh, some I don't know, how many was it, Mark? 20, 25, 30 of my favorite songs? It was about three and a half hours. It was a lot of music. I just picked the ones I liked. I, just, I didn't even count how many there were to Mark. He took those. He took some of his favorite podcasts, and he also took in, uh, took the voicemail messages that you guys left for me. And mix them all together in a playlist, and he's going to put that in Dropbox for me. I'm going to stick it on my Moto Active, and I'm going to listen to that uh, while I'm running. So I'll have words of encouragement, my favorite songs, and some great podcasts to distract me. And a final shout-out to Melissa Lowe. Um, I hope that's okay if I mention your name, Melissa, because I just did. There's no way to take it back. Um, Melissa was the One Million Workout listener who graciously helped me with the T-shirt design. So thanks, Melissa. I really, really appreciate that. It came out awesome. And... um, I think that's it about the marathon. Am I missing anything on the marathon, guy? One quick thing. If you're listening live right now or early Friday morning, it's not too late to dial 559-IAM-OP and leave some words of encouragement for Aaron. It doesn't have to be anything special. Just run, Aaron. Run, Forrest, run. Whatever you want to put in there. Yeah. Um, that uh, that I can add to the playlist. I'm gonna I'm gonna zip that playlist over to him Friday night so that he can load it up and and have it ready. Um, uh, in the uh, Sunday morning when he's ready to go. So, uh, be be early. Um, you know, download this early and and get right on it. You can do it from anywhere in the continental United States. Five five nine I M O P. Uh, actually, Canada and Mexico too. So, uh, right. no worries there. So anyway, do that, uh, and I know he will appreciate it. There there are a few sprinkled in there right now. I would love to be able to time it out so that he's got one every mile. That would be great. that'd be awesome. That'd be fantastic. So. Uh, yeah, Mark, so you're going to, just not to take care of business on the air here, but you're going to shoot that over to me sometime Friday night, so it'll be ready for me Saturday morning, right? Right. So I can get up Saturday morning and download it, stick it on my Moto Active, and be ready to go. Ready to go. It, that's an 8-gig Moto Active, by the way, so hopefully it's not more than 8-gigs. Yeah, that'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So um, <clears throat> I've got an article, kind of the meat of the discussion today. Well, I'm always thinking about foods because I, I really think, you know, we, we've, we've said many times, that uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to put the link in the show notes of the uh, of the article. Said, we said many times on the show that um, I mean, sorry, in the chat room, it'll be in the show notes that diets eighty <clears throat> percent, exercises twenty percent, and uh, and I think you know the more I learn about food, the more I study the paleo things, uh, the more I think about it. And this is not a paleo article, so uh, forgive me if I'm if I'm contradicting myself. But I just thought it was an interesting article because it's got a uh, it's basically 20 superfoods. And this is from a couple of years ago. This is not a new article, but it, it was an interesting article. And as I was doing some research, I came across it and thought it would be a good one to share. So this seemed like a good day to share it. Um, so I'm, it's got 20 different foods. I'm just going to shoot through these. Some of these will be real common to you. Some of you may have never even heard of. Some of you may be like, what is that? And why would anybody want to put it in their mouth? Uh, so Mark, Don, feel free to jump in and say, oh, I love that food. Or I've never heard of that. Or that sounds disgusting or whatever. And we'll just kind of touch on them real briefly. The first one in the list, <clears throat> this is from self.com, by the way. I think self's a magazine, isn't it? Self a magazine? I don't know. If it isn't, if it, isn't it should be. It's also a website, self.com. Uh, and the article, it's called 20 Superfoods for Weight Loss. Um, so 
first one, one of my favorites on the list is, <clears throat> excuse me, apples, apples, apples. Everybody knows about them. Nothing to say about them. Moving on. Next one. Wait, wait, wait. What makes them oh, a superfood? Yeah. What makes it superfood? They're 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 wonderful. Okay. 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 No. Um, you got to talk about how many different kinds of apples there are because I hate. I just cannot great. stand red delicious apples. I don't think there's anything delicious about them. I think they should be renamed to red mediocre fairly tasty <laughs> apples. But pink okay. pink ladies pink ladies are only available like two weeks out of the year, and I will buy as many of them as I can put in a bag. The North uh, North Carolina Honeycrisp apple. I've I've recently become aware of that one. That's a great one too. Yeah. So if you're not a fan of apples, go try some different apples. And I'm not talking about mm -hmm. Granny Smith or yellow apples either. Braver, go find something with a goofy really name at the grocery store. Preferably that says organic on it. Wine and sap. They're great. Yes. Get, so, get excited. To answer your question, Mark, they're full of antioxidants. Um, they are uh, a great source <clears throat> of energy because they, they have that quote unquote healthy kind of sugar in them. And uh, they're, they're good to make you regular. I uh, hear, um, and I like them because they're handy because they, they come, you know, you can just hold them and eat them. But anyway, they're, they're great for antioxidants. People, the, this is, um, people who's chomped an apple before a pasta meal ate fewer calories overall than those who had a different snack. So it's something about it, uh, that apple that kind of satiates your, your hunger. I don't know why. Next one, this one I was surprised and happy to see on the list. Steak. And, uh, because I love to eat a good steak. Of course, and, you're from uh, Texas. That's the national food of Texas. It is. You know, a lot of times beef has a has a has a bad rep. You know, you got 14 pounds of undigested red meat in your colon. You know that kind of thing, which is crazy. That is not true. Um, but it's actually really good for you. Uh, it's got um, lots of protein. If you eat a uh, a steak that has some fat in it for flavor but isn't just gobs of fat it actually is not bad for you as far as the fat content and things like that typically because you typically grill them or broil them they're healthier for you than than a fried hamburger patty or something along that uh like that and they're great for like i liked one of my favorite ways to eat steak is on a like fajita salad something like that where you just have a little piece of meat and to go with your veggies to kind of add some flavor so anyway and Don, the next one is your favorite one that you were just talking about. Eggs. 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 Spinach? I wasn't talking about spinach. Eggs is the next one. Eggs. Eggs. Yeah, because you were saying earlier. So they're, so, back, they're back in vogue now. Yeah, at least as at the time of this article they were. If we, we sit here, the article may change. Let's wait a minute and see if it does. Okay. Nope, still good for you. Not yet. Uh, All right, well, we're on a streak. Let's do this. I knew a nutritionist in, in Texas where we lived, and he, whenever he put people on their diet, um, the first thing he would do, depending on how big of a person they were, is he would have them eat one to three eggs for breakfast every day, depending on how big they were and their caloric needs, um, because he felt like it was a great source of protein and good fats, like you were saying. And he, he, felt, he found anecdotally that people who ate eggs for breakfast tended to not eat bad snacks before lunch. They didn't want to go for the candy and the things like that. They stayed full and were more satisfied. Yeah, eggs are very but, satisfying because of the high protein content. Yeah, I love eggs. I do. One of All my right, favorite next. things is just have a couple dozen boiled eggs in the fridge, boiled, peeled, ready to go. So on my way to work, I grab two of those and that's my breakfast. I love doing that. It's simple. It's easy. You can take you know twenty minutes out of a Saturday afternoon and and boil up two dozen eggs and eat them for the next couple of weeks. You know, what I like to do, when Mark, when I do that is I take that same snack bag I was talking about earlier that I was joking I was going to use for my, my caffeine bullets, and I'll just drop them in there and then shake a little salt and pepper in it. There you go. And then just put it, and that's in the bag with it. And then when I get ready to eat them, I just open the bag up and kind of pop it out into my mouth. Um, my I problem is I, I can't let my kids know they're there or those two dozen eggs won't make it through the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> Next one. Uh, the the uh, The lesser known sister of lettuce kale love kale Kale, yes kale's been getting a lot more popular the last few years uh, in fact um dr laura not she's not really a doctor but laura fields the of of feed.org has been on the show several times she recommends kale chips where you take the leafy it's a very it's like a lettuce or spinach and you you toast it 
lightly salt it um, and it's like potato chips and kids love it. Were yeah, you going to say, Don, you like kale? Kale is delicious. If you're not familiar with kale, don't try to eat it raw. It's tough and bitter raw, but it, it hands up stands up really well to high heat applications, grilling, uh, roasting, um, even frying, but that's probably not the most healthy way to do it. Like uh, this article says, uh, slice kale into thin strips and saute it with vegetable broth right. and top with orange slices. Mm. Uh, cut it up fine and throw it in some soup. It'll add a, a, a nice acidity and bitterness to the soup, kind of like a clove or a bay leaf would, um, and also makes it more filling. And, uh, you know, this is a pre-paleo article, so the next one is oats. Uh, it all depends on where you fall on the whole wheat germ, oats. Don't eat things that you can't pick and eat thing. But if you're, if you're, not, a, if you're not a fan of the paleo thing and you're going to eat um, – there are some studies that show that oats are good for you, that it will lower your cholesterol, uh, that it's got good fiber in it, and all those kind of things. So they have oats on their list of superfoods. But moving right along, lentils. And this is, this is a pretty bold statement here, guys. Lentils are a bona fide belly flattener. Oh. Mm. Eating them helps present, prevent insulin spikes that cause your body to create excess fat. So th- this is saying that this is a non high No, I can't talk non-high glycemic index food um so uh, you know lentils kind of like a bean similar uh and lentils are um again not a not a paleo approved necessarily food but if you don't fall on that side of the wagon uh this is definitely healthier than for you than french fries they have kind of an earthy flavor um that some people are turned off by that if you like uh, really like portobello mushrooms, you can probably handle a lentil. So here's one I haven't had, guys. Maybe one of you guys have had this one. Goji berries. Never heard of it. Me either. These chewy tart berries have a hunger-curbing edge over other fruits. 18 amino acids, which makes them a surprising source of protein. So I'm thinking about trying some of those. They look kind of interesting. They look like chopped up uh, licorice. <laughs> They're kind of red. They look like red raisins is what they look like. How, how do you spell that? G-O-J-I. Goji berries. Wild, as we say in Texas, salmon. <laughs> I always laugh when people say salmon. I used to say salmon, but then I got hip. Now I say salmon. Uh, wild salmon. So salmon is one of my absolute favorite meats to eat. I love salmon. I love to grill salmon. I think I'm good at grilling salmon. Um, they've got, they're probably one of the best choices for um, those omega-3 fatty acid that everybody always says you need that helps your uh, your high density cholesterol, your high, was it, HDL? Yes. Um, high density lipoprotein, the good cholesterol that you want to have. Uh, in fact, I think I'm, I might have told the story anecdotally before that um, when I started losing weight and getting in shape, my blood pressure went down, my, uh, my blood sugar went down, my cholesterol went down, but unfortunately my high HDL went down also when they wanted to be above 40 for uh, a male. And that's the kind that keeps your arteries from getting clogged. And mine went down to 35. I kept working out because that's the one they say that's one of the only two ways to raise it is to work out. Um, and so I kept working out and it went down to 32. I was like, man, well, some time went before I had it checked again. And in between the time that I had a 32 and the time that I had it checked again, I picked up a bad habit. And that habit is sushi. <laughs> I yes. love sushi now. And one of my favorite things to eat on sushi is salmon. Uh, I like to eat uh, nigiri with salmon, pieces of salmon on it. Of course, the other fishes, any fish is good for you for omega-3 fats. And so because I like to eat salmon, uh, and I was actually going through a little period there where I was eating too much of it, one of the reasons I wasn't losing those pounds that I wanted, plus the discovery of a salmon buffet near my office, uh, my HDL the last time I had it checked was, drum roll, thank you. 52. Nice. So it should be between 40 and 60. Mine was 52. So I was very excited about that. And I said, see, honey, look, I need to eat a buffet of salmon every week. Uh, not really. So salmon, salmon is great. It can be a little expensive. Um, but if you, if you buy a big piece of it and, and keep your portion small because it is high in calories and eat something else with it so it's not the meal, you know, uh, it's part of the meal, it's, it's really good for you. Buckwheat pasta. That's all I'm going to say about that. Soba noodles. If you've had soba, that's buckwheat. Yeah. 
Uh, buckwheat pasta. It's a pasta. All right, blueberries. Now, I love blueberries. Man, I, I don't know what I was doing growing up not eating blueberries, but I love blueberries. They're great. You can get them in bags, um, you know, like a little fresh blueberries, like flash frozen or whatever they do. And uh, I love to get those blueberries and just keep them in the refrigerator. So if I do want something a little sweet, like we talked about, I'll get me a, you know, a s- small handful of blueberries instead of a giant handful of M&Ms. Almond butter. Almond butter. Recommend it. It's good. It's not as good as peanut butter. If anybody tries to tell you it is, they're lying to you. They they're trying right. to make you eat healthy and trick you. It's not as good as peanut butter. Because typically people who make it are trying to make it healthy and they don't put as much sugar in it as they put in peanut butter. <laughs> it's good, though. It's still good. I'm not saying it isn't good. What, what uh, number are we up to now, Aaron? We're on number 11. Number 11. So other than the goji berries, everything you've mentioned is currently either in my pantry or fridge. Oh, interesting. How about pomegranates? Yes. That's number 12. Pomegranates are another kind of uh, one of those, what do they call them? Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? They're antioxidants. Weird alien have, things is what they are. What's the, what's the word, though, that I'm looking for? It's uh, flavonoids. Flavin, flav, flavonoil. Flavonoids. They're, it's a type of thing, and it's good for you, they say. Uh, blueberries have it. Pomegranate has it. Um, dark chocolate have it. It has it. It's the antioxidant. The thing that's supposed to help you not age and, and keep your body's inflammation down and that kind of stuff. All right, just a quick tip about uh, pomegranate. If you've never had one and you go out to the to the flea market or even just a flea market, farmer's market, or even just to the grocery store and buy one, and you decide you're going to figure out how to eat this thing, don't pick it up and eat like an apple because about 80% of the uh, uh, fruit is not edible. You eat the little pockets of bursty, watery seed things. I, that's a mistake I made the first time. I was like, how do you eat one of these things? I just picked it up, took a bite. It was like having... Um, the, you know those wax bottle, Coke bottles, candies? You know, they were waxy and then had the syrup in it. Uh-huh. It's like popping five of those in your mouth and chewing. You get this liquid rush and then just lots of waxiness. <laughs> it's like eating a corn cob from the inside out. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, uh, pomegranate, you know, talk about the flavonoids or flavonoid. I can't remember the word right now, but um, one of the, if you want a snack and you're the guy, kind of person that has to have a little bit of chocolate, if you have a Costco in your area, they have dark chocolate-covered pomegranate and dark chocolate-covered blueberries. Nice. And you stick those in the fridge in a hidden drawer in the back with a lock on it with a sign that says, Here Be Tigers. And if you want something sweet, you go in there and you grab six or eight of them, you put them in your mouth, and let the dark chocolate melt, and that's a very satisfying um, sweet snack that is actually pretty good for you. Next one, chiles. Chile. Capsaicin is awesome. It's what puts the heat in certain types of peppers, and it also actually cranks your metabolism um, for up to 20 minutes after you eat it. So putting some chili peppers in anything you eat pretty much can help you burn calories. I know that sounds crazy to think that just eating spicy food helps you burn calories, but it does. There's been studies that even say just lemon and citrus fruits, um, like lemon lime, that that helps you burn calories. It just If a person simply adds squeezing a half of a lemon into their water, uh, at every meal, and they drink water otherwise, it, they'll actually lose weight. Hmm. What are we going to say, Mark? We're going to say something. I, I was just going to make some racially insensitive comment about the fact that you never see a fat Indian. Yeah. All right. Yogurt. Uh, you got to watch this one because there's a whole gamut of what is now called yogurt. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> there's, there's Yo Play. TCBY doesn't count. Yes, exactly. Or. Yogli Mowgli, or Ooh La La, or Cow Licks, or the racetrack yogurt. Menchies. <laughs> uh, there's, yeah, there's, there's soft serve yogurt, and then there's Greek yogurt, and there's uh, the live culture yogurt, and I mean, there's all kinds of yogurts out there, but they're good for a couple of things. One, if you get a good healthy yogurt, like I've actually been eating this kind of a lower carb, uh, it's a Kroger brand, if you have Kroger in your area, Kroger brand Carb, carb Master is what it's called, tastes great, lots of protein. And it's not crazy on the sugar. Um, I like to have that just kind of as a snack. But it's also good as a replacement. You can use it, like this article even mentions it. You can use it in uh, instead of mayonnaise in a potato salad. I know that sounds kind of weird, but you can. You can use it as a thickener in things. Um, I like to take yogurt. This may sound crazy, Mark. Uh, another good thing for you is cottage cheese, low-fat cottage cheese. I like to take a good, healthy uh, yogurt that has a flavor to it, and I'll mix it one-to-one with low-fat cottage cheese. 
So then I get a, you know, instead of the little container of yogurt like you normally get, that's not really that much, you know, it's like things like three spoonfuls and it's gone. Mm-hmm. You take that and you put the same amount of cottage cheese with it and stir it up. And it ends up being a really satisfying snack. Greek yogurt is very trendy these days. It is. Uh, which is essentially yogurt with a, a lot of the liquid and whey squeezed out of it or drained out of it. It makes it lower in carb and higher in protein per per ounce. And it's cool. All right. One of the superfoods, the super duper foods, because this whole list is the superfoods list, but one of the super duper foods, this is the food that other than the paleo people, everybody points to and says, this is almost the perfect food. And that is quinoa. It's spelled like quinoa. Right. Q-U-I-N-O-A, but they say they pronounce it quinoa. And it's a, it's a seed. Um, it's a grain. That's what it is. It's not a seed. It's a whole grain. And uh, it's got 2.6 grams per half cup of fiber and protein. Um, and it's supposedly one of the best things for you. Again, if you're, if you're, unless you're going the paleo route. So people use this in place of all kinds of stuff. You can get quinoa flour and use it in place of regular wheat flour. Um, but that's something to, to try. Have either of you ever tried quinoa? I've never tried oh, yeah. it. Yeah, we have it in our pantry. Cheryl's used it in, because we have several friends that are uh, celiac and that's one of the ones that celiac can eat. It doesn't have gluten. It's a non-gluten uh, grain. So because of its nature, it doesn't have the gluten. And so uh, when we've made meals before and Cheryl was making something that required flour of some type, we've used the quinoa so that it would be gluten-free. Next one Abby is not is one. scared of quinoa. She, I keep saying I want to try it, and she doesn't know what to do about quinoa. <laughs> she has no <laughs> recipes that say quinoa in them, so she just continues to ignore me. Um, how do you cook have, has, have you tried? Is it something like you boil like oatmeal? How do you cook it? Well, you can use it. I think you can use it like oatmeal, but you can buy quinoa flour, and then you just use it like flour. Okay. Anything you'd use flour for, you just use quinoa instead. See, I thought it was more like rice or like almost like the next step from risotto. Yeah, it is, and it's, it's similar to that, too, when you get it in, in whole form. It's a little round-looking. So grain. treat it like you'd treat barley is what I'm hearing. Or like, like oats. You know, like it looks like, it looks like uncut oatmeal. It's kind of how it looks. Okay. So uh, now this is, this is one I've actually never tried in all the time that I've, I've been here on the earth, all 44 years. I've yet to try sardines. Never tried sardines. Mark? Don, you want you guys a sardine guy? You're not missing anything. Never tried sardines. Now, I will say that when I worked at Pizza Hut, we used to put sardines on um, on uh, pizza at the time, you know. No, that's anchovies. Anchovies. Ancho, yeah. Um, sardines, I've, I've had them. I grew up with them. Uh, it was a staple around our house. Uh, they are an inexpensive canned fish. It's actually cheaper than tuna, uh, pound for pound. Um, and they're, they're little fish that are whole usually heads on scales on fins on and you eat them bone and all spread them on a cracker and go they have very soft bones usually packed in oil um i'm sure your article doesn't recommend them being packed in oil um (laughs) i i don't you know they're not terrible i mean if you like fish they're very fishy so you have to like fish it's not like salmon which is fairly neutral and, and not very fishy it's very fishy you have to like fish but if you like fish they're inexpensive and and very high in some good stuff excellent yeah what I was gonna say about the anchovies was um, <laughs> I worked at Pizza Hut and we had a man assistant manager named Jane and Jane how do I want to say this Jane wasn't the happiest person I've ever met <laughs> she was a little saucy and uh, and heaven forbid if you were to ever send the pizza back and say that it didn't have enough anchovies on it. Because I watched her not once but twice or three times even uh, take the anchovies, put a few more on, and then pour the sauce out of the anchovy can all over the pizza. Yes. <laughs> stick, it, stick it back in the oven for a second and send it back out. I imagine they did not say that they did not have enough anchovies at that point. I just all right, next quick, on the list. Just, Go ahead. I just did a quick Google search. Um for sardines apparently they've gone gourmet now you don't have to get the little tin with uh, skin and head and everything on you can get uh, uh, gourmet sardines that are skinless and cleaned um, for uh, 12 pack of 3.7 ounce cans for $30 so they they jacked up the price for cutting the heads off of them (laughs) 
I do gut them though, usually whenever they yeah. get the heads on. All right, so next on the list is something that I, I've, I know I've had some dishes with this in it before, but I, I really don't know much about it. It's tarragon. It's an herb. It's a staple, apparently, of French cooking. Uh, it's used in place of salts and marinades and salad dressings. So I, I, it says it lends a sweet licorice-like flavor to bland foods. So that's all I know about that is what I just read in the article. Mark, Don, are you familiar with tarragon? Yeah, it's in our spice pantry. We don't use it often, uh, but it's uh, my wife uses it stuff. As our friend Tim used to say, the next one on the list is Parmesan. Yeah, Parmesan cheese. Yeah, Parmesan cheese. I, actually, I'm a I'm a fan of cheeses in general, blue cheese, other kinds of cheese. I've got some smoked yeah down there right now that's really good. Um, but cheeses are good. It, you got to watch them because uh, they're high in calories. So. Um, uh, actually, tends to, I tend to see uh, here that um, the white cheeses. My son just came in and told me, asked me if I could keep it down. I'm making him hungry. <laughs> Talking about all this food. Uh, that's funny, Nathaniel. I love you. Now go to bed. <laughs> it literally is making you hungry. He said, I'm not joking. It's not to be funny. You're literally making me hungry. All right. Go to bed, buddy. It's after your bedtime. I'll feed, I'll feed you breakfast in the morning, I promise. Nope. All right. So uh, Parmesan cheese, uh, as I was saying before my son came in and told me he was hungry, white cheeses tend to be better for you, just saying. Uh, next on the list is one of my absolute favorites, avocado. I love avocado. I love guacamole. And there's nothing bad in guacamole for you. Uh, I mean, it's just avocado with more good stuff. This is another one of those super antioxidant, monounsaturated fats that makes your heart happy when you eat it. Can't uh, can't get behind the the avocado. Just can't do it. I can't either. I don't know what it is. Everybody raves about about guacamole, especially even, and uh, no, can't do it. Not a fan. Maybe maybe. I'll be honest with you, I'm a fan of avocado. Just plain avocado. It's okay. I'll put it in something every once in a while. But really, I'm a fan of guacamole. You take an avocado, you put some lime juice, some peppers some onions, some garlic, some cilantro, and now I'm happy. Uh, and last on the list uh, is and has similar benefits is olive oil. E-V-O-O, as Rachel Ray's always yes. saying. Way too many times in a single episode. I don't think she's doing that anymore. She's moved on. Okay, good. If she would but, just uh, say E-V-O-O, I might be able to get behind it, but she explains it every time. Yeah. E-V-O-O, extra olive oil. Right. That's right. And then adds a yum-o just for, for good measure. Yeah, my friend, uh, my friend, best friend Stephen and I, you know, uh, Dr. Stephen Eggleston, orthopedic surgeon, has been on the show before. When we were growing up, I can still remember us going to see E.T. when it came out at the theater. And for some reason, we thought it'd be fun the whole way there to talk about the fact that we were going to go see E.T. to drive his mom crazy. But we weren't going to go see E.T. We were going to go see E.T., the extraterrestrial and his adventures on Earth. <laughs> Every that's time. what we kept saying so what time do you think E.T. the extraterrestrial and his adventures on earth will start I don't know but I imagine it's going to be a big line for E.T. the extraterrestrial and his adventures on earth <laughs> which we said it 50 times like, I can still picture that riding in the blue station wagon uh, but anyway so there it is there's 20 superfoods um, eat them at your own risk uh, you know like Don was saying everybody has a different opinion on what's great for you and what's not but there's nothing on this list that I, that I would say is bad for you uh, unless you're trying to eat a paleo diet, in which, in which case some of these things just aren't paleo. But what's interesting, though, is that there's a strong overlap there between paleo-approved and superfoods. Oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah, if you if you just drop, you know, if you drop out the grains, then then there is there's no there's no argument. And that's the nice thing about paleo. Uh, if you don't know what paleo is, just Google it or go back and listen to one of our paleo episodes. The nice thing about paleo is it really is just good, clean, healthy food. In general, that's really what it is. So element 177, I just now saw it in the chat room. I had the chat room covered up with my notes. It says they prefer almond butter over peanut butter. And so um, I'm sure there are people out there that do. We're, we've got some of that PB2 around the house now and the better and peanut butter stuff that I bought that Julie Mead recommended. And both of those are pretty good. But my wife was, was clear to tell me that the chocolate PB2 is not as good as Nutella. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And I said, no, I bet you didn't, honey. There's nothing as good as Nutella. So, anyway, uh, gentlemen, do you have anything else for everyone? Run, Aaron, run. All right. Run, Aaron, run. 
erroneous findings, facebook.com erroneous findings. And we'll see how I do. Um, you know, as long as my IT band stands up, I'm going to finish it. Even now, if it doesn't. Now, because they're not going to know what that means, it's not erroneous findings. It's erroneous findings. So take the word right. erroneous and put an A, two A's at the front. Yeah, take take Aaron. It's a play on words. My name is Aaron. This is erroneous findings. That was, the, that was the name of my original blog, which is why it was my Facebook handle. All right. I think that's it, guys. So, um, you know, before you go any crazy on any kind of superfoods and you start, you know, distilling your own blood of the earth or something like that, just talk to your healthcare provider. Make smart choices and, and consult professionals before you do anything crazy. Because we're not professionals here. We, we, we're honest about that. So remember, to distill it all down like the black blood of the earth before making any fitness or diet changes, consult your healthcare provider. Casualty!